0: Hello and welcome to the Second Tier Podcast. I'm Ryan Dilks and I'm joined by the George Evans to my Christian Beelick. It's Justin Peach. Uh, I have two questions. Okay. Uh, what was that? And It was kind of like a mix of Terry Wogan and Tom Jones. Um, yeah. I don't want to define which one it was, but did you enjoy it? Um, I was sort of um, off-put by it and I'm sure most listeners might be as well. Okay, that's completely understandable and I promise never to do it again. How's your week been Justin? I mean, I've had the flu all week and you know about that, so mm-hmm. you asking that question is is damn right rude. Okay. Did you vote? Yes. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Let's not mention politics ever again. <laughs> no. no. That's, that's as political as this show is getting. Welcome to the Second Tier Podcast. This is the Championship Show where we talk about all things Championship football. If you are a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, thank you for coming back. Okay Anything Let's, else you want to add? You know Keep coming what It's Christmas pe- What can people expect From the next hour or so? Average Chat about football mm. Sometimes get things wrong Idiotic Predictions We will Hex your team Yeah mm. um, We've got a few coming up That we're going to say You're going up And yeah. the opposite will happen um, Ooh, Sorry it, It's it up. Wednesday you're going up Like that of our hexed Wednesday now? <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> we'll talk about them in a sec. Let's start off with probably the game of the weekend. There were quite a few good games, actually, this weekend, weren't there? Yeah. Loads of goals around. I don't know what you're going to say here, because I have It's either. my pick for the game okay. of the weekend. We'll go to Ellen Road, okay. where it was Leeds 3, Cardiff <coughs> 3. The visitors coming back from 3-0 down. An unbelievable result for Neil Harris getting a draw at Ellen Road. Ellen Road? Ellen Road is always <laughs> a brilliant result, but in the circumstances... Even better. No, definitely. I'd be very happy to be a Cardiff fan rather than a Leeds fan. You know, I think chucking away a 3 0 lead in any game is heartbreaking, horrific, and doing it against a team that only has three shots on target throughout the whole <laughs> game is almost worse. But then you compound that with three bad errors or three situations where the defending was absolutely out like, out of character there, there wasn't very much good defending this weekend was there there was no. loads of examples of really yeah. poor defending in some ways I don't think the Leeds defence can really be blamed too much because Lee Tomlin had an absolute worldy of a game that flick for the third goal oh my lord it is one of the best assists I have ever seen do you think he just accidentally did it just hit him. Just, Just hit him. Jumped up and then hit his yeah, like the back heel in mid air. I liked his, I defense. liked his goal better than his flick. I thought the goal was really good as well. The fact it's an open goal is kind of takes off the gl- glaze of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, Okay, <laughs> okay, we'll go with it. And the way he finished it was still exceptional. He he is a really good player, isn't he? He's and always had talent, and we've said it before. He's probably always one of the most technically gifted players in the championship. Yeah. And then you consider where he's come from, Rushton and Diamonds, Peterborough yeah. and a few Championship clubs, he's never really had the chance to play in the Premier League, so hopefully that chance comes at some I mean, point. You can't see it though, can you, because he is getting on a bit, and Cardiff, I can't imagine, will be going up this season. It, it came late for Wes Houlihan, who was a similarly gifted player, so why not? Yeah. One loss since Neil Harris took over, importantly he <coughs> seems to be arresting that torrid away form mm-hmm. does this result convince you that they could be capable of the playoffs definitely i was I was convinced last week they've got to fix up the defending in, in certain situations because they have still under neil harris conceded a fair amount of goals and they've been poor at times um but the way they're coming back into games after going a goal behind three in this case is, is absolutely brilliant um Credit to Neil Harris. It, you know, I think he's turned it around massively because there's a lot more upbeat positivity about Cardiff City now than there was um, under Neil Warnock a few, a few weeks ago. Do you not look at the amount of teams that are challenging for the playoffs and think Cardiff might not be stronger than them just because you have said quite a few teams could get in the playoffs this season? <laughs> I, I, I stand by it. I stand by <laughs> it because there are probably six... Seven, eight. Teams are you saying that they could get in the playoffs, but it's a long shot? Or I'm are you s- saying they've got a genuine chance of getting in? Oh, teams all the way down to Millwall could could get in the playoffs, in my opinion. They're blowing Millwall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of the table before okay, this weekend. Okay. Um, you know, they've all got the quality. The, what the time is going to matter is the Christmas period. We're getting close to It's when that squad depth comes in and the quality becomes a bit, eh. mm. so, and you know Cardiff have that strength in depth where other teams don't, like Preston, uh, Millwall, you know those 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 sorts of teams. So why not? You know, it's coming up to January that, that I've no doubt that they'll let some players go and bring some players in. So mm. it'll be interesting because Aidan Flint went off injured and Sean Morrison obviously got sent off. In, yeah. So who? Fills in at centre-back, obviously. They've got Curtis Nelson, but who fills in beside him will be interesting. <coughs> Last point, Sean Morrison's moustache. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't notice it until he claimed he got the ball for the tackle. Mm. I uh, thought something was wrong with my TV when I saw it. <laughs> Do you like it? No. It's out there. It's very Hulk Hogan-esque. you got to dye the rest of your hair blonde, haven't you, to, to go full Hulk Hogan. I very much appreciate it. I think it is a fantastic tash. I put it to our listeners, they weren't a fan, but I'm a fan, Sean, and that's what matters. That's fair. Leeds, so many times this season, it's been about putting away chances, and that has been the problem, but the defence didn't have a good day at the office here. As as I say, I don't think they could have really been, it wasn't like they were clangers in a way, it was kind of just brilliant attacking play from Cardiff, as you say, only three shots on target, but, yeah, it's very hard to defend against when someone's playing that well. What, in terms of card? In terms of Lee Tomlin. In when he, I mean, there, it's just two moments of <clears throat> pure magic, really, isn't it? I get that, but the first one, Kassir comes out of his goal, he comes out to almost the edge of the 18-yard box to punch a ball out. He doesn't have to do that. The defenders can deal with it. He, he doesn't have to come that far to punch a ball out. He's got that in him. I don't know why, because he's over 30 years old. He's an experienced goalkeeper, and he's doing that. You're 3-0 up. Just relax. You'll see the game out. He's not known for being eccentric, is he? Yeah. A back four needs a cool keeper, and that almost set a, pre- a precedent for Cardiff. They knew a weakness. Well, he, in, in a way, he's kind of been the unsung hero this season. I no, I, absolutely, but I'm going to criticise him here because that is 100% his fault, mm. that goal. That, Lee, that first Lee Tomlin goal. The second one... I'm a bit disappointed with Ben White and, and Berardi. Again, Ben White's had a lot of praise, but I thought Morrison, he got in between them too easily. And the cross came in quite easily as well. It, again, it's it's not something we hear or put together with Leeds very often. And then in the third goal, obviously Berardi goes off at this point. I can't remember the guy's name that came on. The substitute <laughs> substitute defender came on. Somebody came on. Anyway, Leeds fans are absolutely... They're giving him petals on social, um, but the way you let Glatzel, um come in off him is it was criminal. It was strike, 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 strike! That guy.
1: Yeah, it, it was a like criminal. Australian Luz.
0: commentator. What a strike! <laughs> what a strike! Um, in this case, definitely not. He, he had no right getting to that pass from from Tomlin. So yeah, okay, Tomlin was brilliant, but he was the goals were helped by really poor defending Lewis on Twitter says Leeds were unplayable for the first half looking like everything a promotion team should be not taking the warnings from set pieces unable to deal with the ball in and around the box for their goals were shocking Gianni says Leeds hammered Cardiff in that first half with football that was absolutely unbelievable maybe a bit complacent in the second half lack of ability to deal with the gangly giant gletzel <laughs> Glatzel, I think he means uh, and a bit of skill from Lee Tomlin who was genuinely missing for 95% of the game but He's the kind of player where you just need to give him the chance to... All number 10s like that, aren't they? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Yeah, this game will feel like a bit of a loss for Leeds, considering they were ahead. But they are still 10 points clear of third. If they don't go up, it's one hell of a collapse. Mm. And I still think they will, because I can't see them dropping 10 points across the course of the season. The only thing that worries me about Leeds is how vulnerable they can be without Cooper. And Cooper's injury record this season has been... Mm. Been a bit concerned Yeah, so I, I, if I was Leeds Especially if you If you want to look to build For the Premier League I'd bring in a centre-half In January Or try to Not a lone player Someone in on, on permanent Who can still Can have an impact This season And potentially next season mm. They could do with What it looks like Enketia's leaving uh, they could do with the striker. Yeah, they absolutely. Off really, couldn't yeah. They? Um, let's finish off on some positives for Leeds. We gave him plenty of stick, but Patrick Bamford is starting to show why mm. he's starting for Leeds. Five goals in his last seven games and he's also going to be pointed out his all-round performances have been much better. He's really stepped up recently, yeah. hasn't he? And Pablo Hernandez's assist for the first goal. I was going to say that, yeah. It's Two it's... genuinely sexy assists in this game mm-hmm. and it says something about how good Lee Tomlin's assist was that this wasn't the best assist again. Yeah, game absolutely uh, let's go to Birmingham 2 West Brom 3 a brace from substitute Charlie <coughs> Austin sent the baggies top we've been praising the form of Robson Carnot mm-hmm. up top for the Albion but Charlie Austin has got 6 goals in 5 games now and in 4 of those games he's been on the pitch for less than 20 minutes Going about things very, very quietly. He's not a bad player to come off the bench, really, is he? Someone every every team needs, I think. Yeah, yeah. Paul says, uh, Paul on Twitter says, uh, West Brom didn't play too well, battled and fought against Blues shithousery, but <laughs> Stone Cold Chaz Austin was the difference, and now finding form at the right time. And we've been saying, if obviously you got Dean Garner and Pereira, those two absolutely quality should be mm. in the Premier League. Charlie Austin on his day is. One of the best strikers the championship's ever seen. Absolutely, yeah, I can't disagree with that. And if they get him in form, then my lord, they are a <laughs> force to be reckoned with. Yeah, can't disagree with it. Yeah, as as uh, Paul pointed out, not the greatest performance from West Brom. Not the first time we've said that this season either, yeah. and it's not the first time we've said that after a West Brom win. But that is the stuff of champions, isn't it? It's cliche, but you know it's true. Yeah, charming. no, no, absolutely you could you could say it was it was a poor performance overall for West Brom but they've won 20 points now from going behind um and to quote Ian Dowie that's you know it's good good bounce back ability mm. um and obviously Austin coming into form is what we've been waiting for all season really just because that it was a huge sort of it felt like a transfer well it's felt like a defining moment in the season then bringing in Charlie Austin because they'd certainly lack something up front. Now they've now they've got Austin, Robson and who's found form. You have got the wide players in Dean Garner, Pereira and Phillips all all playing well as well. It's a very good very, very good mix. Has Billich got a bit of a decision to make now in terms of who starts or do you just keep Charlie Austin coming off the bench? <laughs> I mean It's worked for some players. Dwight Gale did a very good job of it in the Premier League. Mm. Um, Pesky Salido made a career of it as well. Lafondra. Lafondra, again, one. There you go. It's a long list of fantastic players. Yeah. But, yeah, go on. No, you go on, sir. I was going to say, you know, Austin's record starting games and scoring goals isn't great. Mm that That's the concern, really, isn't it? Yeah. That this does tend to happen where a player keeps scoring goals mm. off the bench and then they come into the side and suddenly they stop scoring. So maybe he's just the kind of good player to have towards the end of the game when defenders are getting a bit wary, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, Dien Garner went off with mm. a knock. It doesn't seem too serious, but it looks like he might miss the game against Brentford next weekend, okay. which is looking like a massive game, considering Brentford's form and how... Well, we'll talk about them in a bit, how they seem to be one of the last teams chasing down the top two. Mm -hmm. Let's go to Birmingham because, sure, they threw away a lead twice and it's a loss to one of your local rivals, but I don't think this was a bad performance by them, really. No, it's sort of, it's a a game where, you know, everything we've said about Birmingham was on show here. You know, they lacked a, a forward that could put chances away. I know they scored two here, but they were both had both headers. One, both headers. <laughs> um, they just lack a, a tiny bit of quality in that final third. And um, defensively, Charlie Austin's goal, first goal, was was brilliant. The second one was it was a superb header, good movement. But I, I don't really know what happened there because the defender just <clears> kind of left him. Did he just misjudge the cross? Do you think or what? The second one, Charlie Austin's second, the winner. Um. I don't know. I think it was good movement because he just peels off at the back. Maybe the defender misjudged the, the height of the ball, mm. the the flight of the ball. Sorry, um, but that's Charlie Austin. Yeah, he, he made. He, he's a quality striker in the box. You don't leave him unmarked. Um, but yeah, as I saying, you know they, they lack a bit of quality in the final third. But they've got great players in there, and um, we said it last week. They're building something good. Yeah, absolutely. We seem to repeatedly <coughs> praise the same players on this podcast every week. And we try not to say the same things repeatedly. So can you say something else about how good Jude Bellingham is? 16 years old! He's not very good at being rubbish. There you go. Analysis. But his it astounds me how creative such a young Mm -hmm. player can be. There was one chance, I think in the first half, where he's played a superb ball in. And you'd expect that from somebody ten years older than him. Yeah, but he's still a child, and he's one of Birmingham's most creative players. He's he's, he's got unbelievable ability, and I think I mentioned it either last week or the week before. His, sometimes it takes players a bit longer to develop physically, but he's he's got that. He's he's started on um, started early. I know, you know, it's. He's a big guy, that helps, and to have the the ability with it is even more of a plus for him. Mm. How good he could be, who knows? Because he, he he could be a genuine superstar. Sometimes these players start off young and just don't progress. Mm. It's up to him to see how he progresses. Really. Well, the last two, Nathan Redmond and Demario Gray, haven't quite hit the heights that many many of us thought they they would. Still, Premier League players. But yeah, exactly. I, um, and Damari Gray still has a lot of time and potential, but I think Bellingham can go a lot further than them too because he's not a wide player. He's certainly a player that's going to be playing in the middle at some point. He's got the world at his feet, Anthony. Mm-hmm. Bottomsley, five. QPR three. Conor <coughs> <Connor> Chaplin <coughs> with a hat trick. Some of the defending in this game. My God. <laughs> well, <coughs> the, given how bad the two defences are. Um, eight goals in this game is a mild disappointment mm. they are two of the worst defences in the championship mm-hmm. and I suppose eight goals in a way isn't really too much of a surprise I'm disappointed as I say. saying <laughs> I expect more from this but the chances in the game did reflect the scoreline seven shots on target for Barnsley six for QPR there you go yeah seven points from Barnsley's last four games now and we had condemned them to relegation but they are showing signs of life, Justin. You have repeatedly said they're going down <laughs> without a fight. They are showing some fights. Yeah. But I, will it be enough fights? It, it could be the reverse jinx. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, to to Barz's credit, if they weren't so bad defensively, they'd be so much higher at the table. Oh, absolutely. Uh, over the last 10 games, they've scored more than Leeds. Yeah. The scoring goals hasn't been their problem. They've yeah. only failed to score once in the last 14. Yeah. But it's, as you say, it's the defence, which is a bit of a shambles. Mm-hmm. And I've said it before, they just need to bring in experience. They need to bring in a defender, uh, maybe a couple of defenders at this rate. Um, four defenders. Yeah. <laughs> and a goalkeeper, um, and a holding midfielder. And then I think they'll they have a much better chance, but they're probably too far gone for me. You think? Yeah. they're still. It says something when they've won two of their last four or so games. And they're still four points from safety. It's just the, the amount they concede and the way they don't see mm-hmm. games out. I know QPR did get back into this game, to, again, to Barnsley's credit. They overcame that, whereas in previous games, they'd have collapsed. So there is a change in attitude there, which is which is good to see. But I I, just, I worry about that defence. And for me, it's just a bit, a bit too much. We need to praise Connor Chaplin again. Because yeah. He did get a hat-trick here Last week he said he's the only good signing Barnsley have made this season mm. And he's turning out to be one hell of a signing Because he's now on six goals in his last six games And he's such a creative player as well He's a technically gifted player mm. who runs around for days I can definitely see him Staying in the Championship next season Even if Barnsley don't I think there's a few Barnsley players That teams will be sniffing around Especially in January Attacking players? Let's make sure that's clear. Yes, yeah. <laughs> QPR were dropping like a stone, but they did manage to stop the rots with two very good wins mm. and even two clean sheets. Yeah. But they go and concede five and lose to the worst team in the league. It's not a very good way of capitalising on those two important victories, is it? No, yeah. I thought they were back on track, but the defending again from QPR was, was a complete joke. I think it was Woodrow's penalty. He broke through and um almost got Accidentally headbutted by Cameron, which sort of sort of summed up the sorry defending mm. they 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 were they were putting in. Well, the interesting thing is Mark Warburton obviously kept the clean, two clean sheets in the last two games, but then he's changed the defence here and brought in Lee Wallace, and then it's all gone to shit. Yeah. It seems like a very old decision. Why would you change the defence when you've just got your first two clean sheets of the season? Uh, I mean. Because clean sheets were at such a premium for QPR I'd have kept it as consistent as possible. Yeah, exactly. It is a bit of a bizarre decision. Yeah. A win would have left them a point of the playoffs, so they are still in the hunt. Mm-hmm. I've ruled them out of getting in the top six. Do you? I think so. Um it I mean, it's nothing we've not mentioned already. The defence is comically bad. Mm. Mm-hmm. Nothing else really to say, is no. that going forward, absolutely fine, aren't they? Well, they had stopped, can, stopped scoring as many goals as they had to, mm. at the start of the season. So they need to keep that up at least and then just pray to God the defence doesn't have a repeat of yeah. this anytime soon. Uh, let's go to the city grounds <coughs> where a shocking result really. Forrest lost 4-0 to Sheffield Wednesday. Jordan Rhodes with a perfect hat-trick. Rolling back the years Justin. And in a way it makes you remember how good a player he used to be and yeah. uh, how far on he how far off the boil he's gone. Mm. And he's only 29 as well. I completely forgot that he's still relatively young. He's, yeah. he's in, as for a first striker he's in his peak. I kind of forgot he was at Wednesday. Which he's wearing the number six shirt, which is is disgusting, yeah. To say the least. But that's beyond the point. He has been playing games as well. It's mm-hmm. not like he's been a forgotten man. And this is his first goals of the season. He's coming to the team. And now, if they can get him in form, I can't see it happening because his best days are way behind him. But are they? Let's go through the goals. The first goal was instinctive. second goal was instinctive. And it was good movement. And the oh, third yeah, I'm not, goal... I'm not, I'm the not third disputing... Goal, third goal was absolute f- filth. I'm not disputing the performance. The performance is absolutely fantastic. But we're talking about a guy who... I haven't got the stats in front of me. But he kind of scored 10 goals for a good few seasons now. We're probably going back to when he moved to Borough. Yeah. But as I was saying, like that sort of finish... That sort of finishing is not a player that is short... Well, he probably is short of confidence in front of goal, but as I was saying, it's instinctive. Mm. Um, I mean, we don't know why why (coughs) his form has just deteriorated so much in the last few seasons. It could be something off the pitch that we don't know about. But at the end of the day, if he is past that point and they get him in form, him and Stephen Fletcher up front, because Fletcher is in the form of his life, Mm -hmm. then Wednesday... Pump it up, Wednesday, you're going up. Don't ever do that again. Okay. Focusing in on the game. It's one hell of a performance by Wednesday. And I do like the look of them. They're going really well at the moment. Find themselves fifth. Do you fancy them, Justin? <laughs> I mean, what do Wednesday fans want us to say? For the oh, sake pump of... It the. up, <laughs> So, we... <coughs> someone actually called us out for this Mm -hmm. because we say so many teams can get in the playoffs this season and there are some who are genuine contenders aren't there and then there are some who have a chance Wednesday genuinely do have a good chance of getting in there don't they Mm -hmm. and there seems to be a lack of consistency from the likes of Wednesday, Bristol City, Forest, teams who look like the playoffs is a real Mm -hmm. um, possibility. Wednesday if they can get a bit of consistency then they're nailed on, aren't they <laughs> um, I mean I think rather than giving definitives like after them already I think Sheffield wins are in that category of they have the, the ability to, to get into the playoffs absolutely they've got the players to do it they've got the informed striker in the division in Fletcher at the moment they've got the best out and out wing player in the division in Kadeem Harris you know I love him yeah. um, and in and amongst the squad, they've got some top, top quality. Uh, you're looking at Barry Bannon, Adam Reach is on his day is, is quality. You forget other strikers that they've got. They've got Forestieri and Sam Winnell, who, well, you know, Winnell's a good goal scorer and Forestieri has been superb in previous seasons. So they've got that depth as well. I don't see why they can't. It's going to take bad form, injuries to 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 knock them out, and I think Gary Monk, what well, would be his first first playoff campaign if he get if he gets Wednesday into it, which will be interesting to see how he he deals with it as well. So, I mean, I, I'm all for it, whether they can or not. We know how competitive the championship is. So, mm. absolutely. Uh, Sabri Lamushi walked off during his interview <coughs> with the BBC and mm-hmm. apologized to the fans after this game because this was a dreadful display, yes. wasn't it? Yeah, no, the score line. Shows just how bad mm-hmm. Forest were, and the Forest playoff bandwagon has been ransacked by a bunch of owls. How much has <laughs> this result damaged the Forest playoff bandwagon? Um, it's, it's a damaging result. Well, a 4 0 at home for any team uh, at any in any position in the table is a is a damaging result. Mm. Um, but when you put context around it, so Forest have won four at home all season. They failed to score more than one goal at home uh, in all but one game. So that was Birmingham when they beat him 3 0. And, you know, the city ground for opposition, you know, when it's playing good football, when it's winning, it's an intimidating place to go for teams. So what's what's going wrong? They play better away from home. Well, Simple uh, as that, and I think, exactly. it is. I think it's because of their style of play, where they play better when they don't have the ball. Uh, two points from their last four games, they've fallen out of the playoffs. It is concerning times, it's mm-hmm. got to be said at the city Ground. So, Sabi Lemouchi has a lot of work to do to turn around their pretty ordinary form at the moment. Last point on Forrest, didn't use any substitutes. Bit I mean, 4-0 down. Uh, you've got to ask, is Lemouchi in trouble? Do you think he is? Ah, uh, well, the reason why I ask is because the last two interviews—it sounds like his man under pressure. I it's mean, it's not like Forest too. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't tend to have a lot of patience. Do the Forest board? Exactly. It, it smells of the cranker situation last week, and we were talking to our Forest friend, mm. um, and he he was saying the same thing. You know, it, it smells of the 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 cranker situation. Um. And In terms of home form, they're below the likes of Luton, Hull, and Derby. I think that could sway it if it if it does happen. I mean, I hope not. He's he's done a great job at Forest this season. But. Yeah, Preston two, Luton one. Jaden Stockley's late goal got North End the three points. Preston, uh, this is a uh, Matty on Twitter. Preston made it hot for themselves, but thank fuck, f- <coughs> <laughs> thank fuck for the tree that is Stockley. Luton deserved to lose. No one shithouses the shithouses. Did you, like, stag yourself because of the, the <coughs> swear word? I got something in my throat, just as I was saying. <laughs> but it was also making me chuckle a little bit while I was reading it. Preston, up to third. Just as we thought they were going off the ball, they've turned it around again. The, yeah, the Championship's a, a weird division. Um, because I think, well, Preston lost four on a trot. Dropped out of the playoffs briefly and then they're back to third after a win, after a couple of wins. If anything, that says how inconsistent the whole league no, is absolutely. really, doesn't it? And how just a couple of wins instantly makes you look like the big dogs of the week. Because <laughs> Preston are now the team leading the pack mm-hmm. when it comes to chasing down the top two. Yeah, They are only two points Set <clears throat> in safe in the playoffs, really, <laughs> if that makes sense. They've got a two point cushion. A two point cushion, yeah, that's a better way of putting it. So, can they sustain that push? Because we know their home form. <coughs> we know their home <clears throat> form is fantastic. It's mm-hmm. the away form which is really the pain in their sides. Really, they if they continue to lose or put, um, perform poorly away from home, they 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 won't be able to sustain the amount of points obviously, that they, they generate throughout the season. You know, you've know, you got to have a balanced weight between home and away points. Mm. If you're not winning away games, you're putting more pressure on your home games. So if you don't pick up a win, then as we've seen, you can drop out of the playoffs quite easily. They tied up the away form and they continue to form at home. Why not? But the Preston side has got me a little bit on edge. Mm. It's got to be said, defensively, they weren't the greatest here. Luton yes. put in a good performance and created quite a few chances, but just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. And that is concerning for Preston. Even though I was infos- infamously the person who said Preston can go up automatically this season, mm-hmm. I have my doubts that they can even finish in the playoffs. Just because their performances recently, even though they have won the last two games now, yeah, they've been concerning they're not great performances injuries have caught up with them a bit Yeah. and I think the way things are going there are a whole host of teams who are going for the playoffs they Preston need to up their game if they want to stay there Preston had an opportunity to be very close to the automatics and in doing that they'd have put a nice cushion within the playoffs incidentally they lost <clears> four <throat> games on the trot and Obviously, injuries don't help, but you've got to cope with that. And and they didn't, so... Yeah. Luton, as we just said, put in a half-decent performance here. Um, But it is a loss, Mm -hmm. and they're only two points from safety. Yeah. So, how do you see them going? Because they... Defensively, we know how bad Luton are. Them, QPR and Barnsley have the worst defences in the league. Mm -hmm. Quite easily. Yeah. So... With that being said, they've got a lot to work on, haven't they, to try and stave off the threat of relegation. Yeah, I mean, Luton will be kicking themselves because we've said it a few times where they've performed quite well, but they've not got the result. But then again, they've lost the last seven away games. so have conceded 22 in the process in doing that. That's not good form. Something's clearly got to change, whether it's a change of tactics, you know, take a leaf out of... Change of manager? Pure, uh, I, I don't know. I'd... Sometimes it's not the best solution. It works for some teams. It might have worked for Barnsley. But as I was saying it could be a change of system. I don't think at any point has Graham Jones gone to five at the back in an away game. Not that I can recall. So, some, yeah, that might help. Take a leaf out of Tony Pierce's book could work. Brentford are up to fourth (coughs) After a 1-0 win over Fulham Brian Embremo's goal Was enough to see off their West London rivals And Brentford were absolutely brilliant here There is an element of Fulham being terrible as well But overall the Bees could have won this by another 3 or 4 No, yeah Absolutely fantastic. Jake on Twitter says Griffin Park was rocking the Bees, didn't take nearly enough chances, felt like we could have had a Luton-esque scoreline by half-time. Nervy, (laughs) 30 minutes towards the end, fourth place is fantastic and West Brom away next week will be tough as it gets. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, Again with Brentford, they'll, they'll, they'll go on a nice run, they'll win two or three on the trot and then they'll lose. They've got to balance out that form, pick up. The draws instead of defeats Easier said than done You know They've won 7 in 10 But in Sandwich in between There have been 3 defeats So mm. As I was saying You know you're, sandwiching some, you're putting some draws Instead of the defeats Your form's looking a lot better And yeah. again You're building that cushion For the playoffs But It's good form And they create chances For fun Oh it's yeah absolutely. ridiculous Absolutely They, they are 4th in the table now mm-hmm. As I say And It seemed like only A couple of weeks ago That they were 10th Which mm-hmm. as I say Shows how clustered it is mm-hmm. In the middle of the championship But we have been forecasting a top six place for Brentford. And I'm pretty certain they'll get in the Mm -hmm. top six. But I think there's a fair argument to say they could be the last team to chase down the top two and have a real chance of potentially catching them. No one else seems to be really able to pick up that mantle. Fulham, gone off the ball. Preston, injuries have hit them hard. Brentford, they're in form. They had a tough start to the season. Mm weren't scoring enough goals. They're starting to put away their chances. Defensively, they're absolutely yeah. sound. They look like they could potentially have Leeds and West Brom maybe looking over their shoulders. Maybe there is a big gap between the top two in Brentford, but they have the potential. I think the gap will close at some point, naturally. <clears throat> um, I find it, especially in the Championship, I find it quite difficult to expect a team, or at least two teams, to, to run away with it. It might happen. It might not. Obviously, we've seen yesterday that West Brom didn't perform well and Leeds threw a 3 0 lead. So perhaps there are a couple of cracks um, appearing for the, for both those teams. Um, as you say, Brentford, I think all-round play, they probably got it, but there's still a little bit of inconsistency inconsistency in there for them, um, like like all the other teams. So. Yeah. Absolutely, we need to give a shout out to Brian Embremo because his form has been absolutely sensational. And it feels like we praise just about every Brentford, every yeah. different player for Brentford every single week. But he is one who I feel has gone a bit under the radar mm-hmm. because he's only twenty, yeah, and he's scored a total where well, he's got a total of ten goals and assists in his last eleven games now, which is absolutely sensational. How the hell they found him? I have no idea because he is turning out to be a real gem of a player how the hell do they find any of the players it's a fair point they (laughs) seem to get these they've got a a sensational scouting system haven't they at the end of the day and it's working wonders for them Fulham dreadful performance from them they've really gone off the rails and it's now three losses in the last three games (laughs) admittedly three tough games but it is very concerning Pat on Twitter asks us do you feel Parker (coughs) must win or draw the Leeds (coughs) match to keep his job um perhaps, yeah, because the amount of money they've ploughed into that team, they've got to be at least within reach of Leeds and West Brom. They've they've spent more than both those teams. Yeah. Well the players they brought in, you'd look at that team and say, You expect them to get promoted because mm. it is quite easy to forget how much quality they have in that squad. Yeah. And you say on paper, this squad is better than leaders. Yeah. Oh no, it, uh, not a criticism of Leeds at all. Oh, yeah, Without absolutely. doubt, on paper, this Fulham team is miles ahead of anybody in the championship. Even West Brom. I mean, how that, many? Of, how, how many of us heard of Dean Garner and Pereira before the start of the season? Yeah, fair point. Um, but you look at you look at Fulham. Do they have a plan B? No. Other than Mitrovic, where's the backup number nine? Because the rest are just forward players. You know, you got like Cabano, Kamara. They're just wide players who come inside well not come inside but they feature down in the middle I know they can rotate but I think it's fair to say if Fulham don't finish in at least the top four then Scott Parker's done a poor job well Darren Moore lost his job last season yeah it echoes the West Brom situation from last season so yeah, much yeah, doesn't it and already, yeah. I did say this at the start yeah. of the season Fulham fans gave me pelters but it is exactly the point where they've got a squad that is one of the best in the championship but you've got a young inexperienced manager mm-hmm who at this moment in time looks like he's not up to the job and it's a risky it's it's a risky job to give to somebody who's inexperienced and you spend all this money yeah to back him it's Interesting, to say the least. Uh, Blackburn won 2-0 away at Bristol City. Bradley Johnson and Adam Armstrong with the goals. Russell on Twitter says, Blackburn, best performance of the season. A very professional display. Quick, hungry, determined and strong all over the pitch as away wins go. This was as comfortable as you like. A bit of a surprise for me because, especially at home, I I, I expect Bristol City to put a bit more of a... Well, any team at home put a bit more of a file. but But we'll talk about them in a sec. Blackburn. Because they're up to ninth now. Yeah, They're just well, they're level on points with the likes of uh, Forest, Swansea, mm-hmm. Bristol City. All teams who we've been saying could get in the playoffs this season. Only a point behind Fulham as well. Mm-hmm. And they started off the season a bit. Mm, Defence, bit of a problem. They look settled now, don't they, defensively? And <coughs> people were tipping Blackburn to be dark horses at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. They're starting to live up to that, aren't they? No, definitely. They they looked a lot more balanced yesterday. Gallagher was up front with um, Brereton and they posed Bristol City a lot of problems. They exploited space in behind the the wing backs. And you've got to point out they didn't have Bradley Dack. Exactly, uh, yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, it was it was a good performance all round from Blackburn. Defensively, they were they were great. Bradley Johnson was absolutely superb in the middle. Hmm. Um, I'm very excited about this Blackburn team. I don't know about you. I, I, I I mean, I said it last week, they're, they're one of those teams that can potentially finish in the playoffs. Yeah, they, they need more consistency, don't they? I mean, I remember a few weeks ago when we said Blackburn could be in a relegation battle and Blackburn fans were agreeing with us. And now they've gone on this run of form where they've flew up the table. Mm-hmm. Whether they, they can sustain that form is another thing. It's hard to see because there are so many inconsistent yeah. teams in the championship. But if they can sustain that... They are a long shot for the playoffs. I feel like there are teams who have a better chance than them. But I am excited about this Blackburn team. There are some good young players in there. Why not? They're in playoff form. Said it, and they've got a wonderful, well, a very, very good group of players who can who have very, they've very much gone under the radar. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Bristol City. Joel on Twitter says uh, a lack of overall quality, but City played incredibly badly. Could barely string a pass together, especially in the second half. The second-tier curse strikes again. Maybe. That is in reference to Justin saying <coughs> last week that Bristol City were a cert for the playoffs. Do you stand by that? Um, I think it was an off day, to be honest with you. They only managed one shot on target, which isn't like them. They created a few openings. You know, Williams missed a chance in the first half and Jeju. Wasn't quite long enough to get on the end of a cross. There wasn't anything enough. Yeah, he's quite a long <laughs> guy already, to be fair. Um, but there was nothing clear cut from them, which is the disappointment. But that's what you get when you lack a certain decent striker up front. So you think they will still get in the playoffs? I think I, so. I, yeah. I, I fancied them to get in the playoffs. I wasn't as certain as you are, but you are standing by that. Got to now, haven't I? <laughs> Okay, let's go to the next game. It's Derby nil, Millwall 1. Tom Bradshaw with the only goal of the game. What a goal as well. Mm-hmm. Millwall, another team who are showing potential to get in the playoffs. They're a bit off the pace. They're a few points behind a few other teams. I have concerns about the rest of their squad. Jed Wallace is an absolute... Mm-hmm. He's a Premier League player. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. The rest of the squad, I'm not too sure about. But... Focusing on this result, fantastic result for them, wasn't it? I mean, only Bristol City have gone away to Derby and got a win this season. Yeah, They've played West Brom, Cardiff, um, Swansea, um, and they've all come away with um, draws, I think. So for Millwall to come away with a win is, is absolutely superb. And that there are a bit of a bogue side for Derby, but not to take anything from, from Millwall or Gary Rowett. Um, they were almost nowhere near... That um, Derby Gar- are nowhere near Millwall. Gary Robert is doing a fantastic job there, isn't he? I don't want to draw away from anything, but I'm absolutely in love with Robert's Millwall side. So really? Yeah. I. They've just got a certain bit more going for them than they did under Harris. Um, and it's and it's exciting. He's getting more out of Wallace than anyone else did. I mean, Wallace was a good player before, but his 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 form at the moment has been absolutely exceptional. Um, Bradshaw I know he's not scored since October so him getting a goal will, will be good I think that's the only issue that they're going to have is having a consistent goal scorer mm. um, and potentially losing Wallace in January is that fair to say? Derby team sniffing around but yeah, absolutely let's go to Derby <laughs> Jack on Twitter says Derby was shocking playing like five year olds everyone running towards the ball and it's true really on it was a terrible performance from Derby oh, how many times have we said that? five games without a win well it's got to be pointed out this squad is shocking, yep. quite quite frankly, absolutely shocking. The team they had out yesterday, <laughs> awful, and people keep having a go at Philip Cocu. I'm sorry, you cannot blame Philip Cocu because Derby are paying the price ultimately for the shocking business they've done over the past five years, not just in the, in mm-hmm. the summer, the past five years, because the the business they've done, they haven't. I, I struggle to think of. A signing they've made where you've looked at it and said that is a good value signing they have made a good they've done a good deal here in the past five years there's a good argument to say they have done the worst business out of any team in the championship yeah. over the past five years yeah Um they, they, I liken them to Sheffield Wednesday quite a bit because they signed a lot of players on high wages who were they didn't they didn't have a very big sell on value you know yeah. Sheffield Wednesday brought in players like Steve Fletcher Um, Forestieri hit 30 I know they paid a bit of money for him Uh, Barry Bannon's getting on Derby in similar type of players um, who they can't sell on or have released now Well the players they brought in they were players that they were looking to instantly get them promotion it's not worked the gamble's not worked they've spent what 50 million over the past five seasons and it's terrible we were just talking about Brentford (coughs) scouting Derby scouting compared to Brentford's is ridiculous. It's, because it's, it's terrible. Yeah. It's it's crippled them. It's crippled them. They whoever is in charge of the transfers at the club the needs needs a bloody good slap around the face. He just needs to play FM. <laughs> but Koku, for me, can't be blamed. The people at the top need no. to need to be blamed because well, they they've done a shocking job and mm-hmm. Koku's gonna get the stick for it. But it's not his fault. Um, Tom Thorogood, a fan on Twitter, Derby fan on Twitter, pointed out that the highest rated 11 on who scored has only been used once this season. That was against Borough at home, which was one of Derby's best performances this season. They've not had that side in any other game. They've not had the players available. That's not Koku's fault. That's injuries, suspensions, etc. You can't you can't blame Koku for players being crap. Yeah. Let's go to Swansea. They picked up a 3-1 win against Middlesbrough, who had two men sent off. Andre Ayou got two of the goals. And Swansea, not in the greatest form before this game as well. But they are another team swanning around the playoffs. <laughs> you, you've got to say, even though this is a good result, against mm-hmm. maybe not a great Middlesbrough side, but they, for me... There's too many problems with the Swansea team for them to get into the playoffs. Would you agree? I don't think there are many problems. I just think there are a lot of players out of form. You feel like if... Well, it goes without saying they would be a better team if they were in form. (laughs) But if they got two or three players back in form, with the likes of Boya Baston, for example, then they would be a certain for getting into the top six? There's no doubt in the quality of the players they have. As I saying, they're just out of form. Baston went a very long time without playing and scoring for Swansea, and then he pops up and has a very good run of form for the first eight weeks of the season. Then it then it tails off a bit. Um, it's the same with other players. Van der Horn, who statistically was the best defender in the league last season, even he's he's been nowhere near his his best. Grimes as well, um, Chalena. They've all been off it. The only player that's probably had any credit is maybe Woodman and Ayu. Yeah. Um, other than those two, no one's really stuck out. Um, but the result yesterday is a good result and perhaps that can give them the, the confidence and why not to push them forward again. Yeah, Middlesbrough, they have picked up recently. Not a great result here, getting two men sent off. Obviously he doesn't <coughs> uh But Woodgate says his players will bounce back 100%. <laughs> The, the, the board of players have got to be up there with the worst decision makers in the Championship. Savile got sent off against Derby with a reckless challenge. Marvin Johnson got sent off against Hull with one of the worst challenges I've seen on a football pitch. And then Brown got booked and then he dives in again. And then McNair leaves an elbow on someone. Mm. Woodgate was scathing of Marcus Brown, but not McNair. Said he's going to appeal it. That's got to be the second most bizarre thing he said after the table is lying. It's gotta be said. This Middlesbrough squad has <clears throat> been a bit short this season. They've had to draft in a few of the youngsters, but it doesn't help when they keep getting players sent off for stupid challenges. Senior players, yeah, absolutely. Experienced players, yeah, yeah, morons. <laughs> Uh, let's head over to Wigan where it was one all with Huddersfield Colin Grant equalising for the Terriers this was a six-pointer because both teams are hovering around the relegation zone at the moment but I don't think there's really too much to touch on in this game really was it it wasn't a fantastic game <laughs> what did we learn we learned that Wigan can only create chances if the opposition let them hmm? I think Wigan had two chances were, obviously the goal came from a really bad clearance from Grabar, and then the second chance Wigan had Windas again I think uh, that the defender played him in um, other than that imagine my shock when Wigan don't create any more chances yeah yeah, they're still very much in the relegation zone at the moment not coming out of it I'm sorry want to rant about Paul Cook again? I, I'm losing my hair because of it I'll end up looking like the guy <laughs> how, how has he still got a job? Honestly, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. But Can we talk about Colin Grant's goal? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Colin Grant. We love Colin Grant on this show. I think he's one player. I think there's one player we both completely love so much. It's Colin Grant because he is absolutely class. He deserves a lot better than this Huddersfield side quite frankly doesn't he doesn't he you you make that noise but it's true because he is a quality player he's only young and he's surrounded by average players underperforming players Yeah, definitely so he deserves better they'll do well to hang on to him I think because he I mean he's the only player scoring consistently he had half a season in the championship and he did sorry the premiership uh, Premier League I should say Uh, he did play well scored a few goals but I think he needs a full season in the Championship because it was a big step up from League One to go straight to the Premier League so I think a full season in the Championship is going to serve him well so I'd, I'd hope I mean Hudsford aren't under any pressure to sell because they've got the parachute payments Would you say he is a Premier League player at this very moment in time? I think he's on his way he's very, he's very close to it I don't think he's a fully fledged Premier League player or do you think he will be a Premier League player? Oh no, without doubt, without doubt. Yeah, England player. Why not? Yeah, we'll put him on a list. In the <laughs> Friday night game, it finished Charlton two versus Hull two. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> a ninety-six minute own goal rescued a point for Hull. Charlton without a game, without a win in ten games now. It's yeah, they have. Really slid down the table <coughs> And it is concerning It's really concerning yep. Isn't it They've kind of transitioned From the group of teams That we keep talking about The teams in the mid-table Who could get in the playoffs They've transitioned now Into one of the teams Hovering above the relegation zone It is a worry they've Six th- points off the bottom three now They've thrown away so many points Conceding after 90 minutes mm. And do you know what makes it worse? Go on. You might have excuses Lee Bowie makes it battle after the games I can't the amount of praise we gave Charlton for being very plucky and, and whatnot at the, start, uh, at the start of the season, but when your team throws away as many leads as it has or consider as many goals as it has after 90 minutes, there's something fundamentally wrong with mentality in the, in the, in the game. I know they've had a lot of injuries, but stop making excuses, please. And your jumper's rubbish. And your jumper's rubbish. Um, as I say, six points off the relegation zone. The way their form is going... It is concerning, isn't mm-hmm. it? Because they could very well get dragged into that relegation battle. You've got the likes of Middlesbrough <coughs> who have improved. Milton not getting the points particularly, but their performances have improved yeah. as well. Stoke we expect to eventually get out of the relegation zone. You've got to say, I mean, they're, they're one team who you look at and think could be fighting for their lives come the end of the season. In their current state, yes, but they've got... How many players to come back? That's one thing I did agree with Lee Bowie and his post match pressure. Is t- Taylor's come back into the side. He, he said he's going to start next week. Williams will be on the bench next week. It can only get better in that sense. So Yeah. Hull uh, will quickly touch on. Not too much really to say about them, really, is there? There's 14th in the table now. Uh, they are, again, a few points off the playoffs, but I presume we think. A step too far. Um, after watching Friday, I, I think so. Yeah, without Bowen popping up in the right places at the right times, they, they'd struggle. Yeah. Um, they looked weirdly poor without a central figure up front. Um, they were f- they are fortunate to get to get away with a, a draw um, on Friday night, and I think that pretty much sums them up. Mm. Very inconsistent, aren't they? Inconsistent, probably a bit lucky to be where they are because of the player they have. Um not much not much else to be said. Yeah. Uh, usually we finish off with the Friday night game, Justin, but I think we end need to end the main section of the show with Stoke Nil, Reading Nil. The game of the weekend? No shots on target. And quite frankly, I just refuse to talk about this game because it seems to have been without being dramatic. The worst thing to ever happen. In football? No, just ever. Okay. I... This is definitely the worst game of the season so far. Nothing happened. The highlights for this game are tragic. (laughs) Can you imagine how... Because it was was bitterly cold yesterday as well. Mm. Can you imagine sitting in the... It's not the Britannia. The Bet365 Stadium. Yeah. It's cold up there. I feel incredibly sorry for anyone who went to this game they paid to do it as well yeah yeah can you imagine paying hospitality and going as well putting (sighs) a lot of money into it imagine let's move on it's, it's making me <laughs> depressed talking about that game. Uh, in other news from the week, former Derby manager Jim Smith has died at the age of 79. He also had spells in charge of Birmingham, Blackburn and QPR. Uh, terribly sad. He was just a bit before our time, Monty, not he? Uh, but a very well thought of manager. We know plenty about him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's go to the next bit of news. A judge has dismissed a bid to wind up Birmingham City. The club allegedly had a tax debt, but lawyers say the debt has now been paid. It's unclear how much Blues owed. That came out the, the blue. Hey. <laughs> Me? Um, did you not know about this? No, no. It was kind of under the under the radar. Yeah. Um, but it seems to have been swept under the carpet now. No one is being wound up. Oh, that's good. But obviously, Birmingham have had a few financial problems in yeah. the past season or so. So, was well, well was to keep an eye on? What's the court case with HMRC or? I think it was, yes. But I mean, there's been a big report into the finances of championship clubs, Justin. You heard about this? Yeah. The main finding is that more than half of clubs are spending more on wages than they make in income. Not surprising, particularly. No oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it not take. Why did he need a report? <laughs> Uh, commenting on the report Wigan chairman David Sharp Says the championship Is not financially sustainable It's a bubble Waiting to burst And he says He wouldn't be surprised If in the next five years A championship club Went into administration And dropped out of the league Like Bury I mean Bolton Wanderers Technically went into administration While in League One But yeah, They were the in championship the
1: championship Last season Yeah
0: it? So fair point um, It's is- Quite worrying, really, isn't it? Because <clears throat> we looked at the Berry situation and everyone was terribly sad about what yeah. happened. But th- the fact that it looks like there's a very good chance it could happen again mm-hmm. is worrying. And it shows, in a way, that financial fair play is just a mess and isn't working whatsoever. The, the, the scary thing about that as well, the yeah, EFL chairman want to get rid of it. And I think it is starting to work now because teams are coming, becoming a lot more prudent. I know you have got teams like Stoke and and whatnot, but yeah, Stoke are a different kettle kind of fish because they're absolutely loaded. But there are teams that that aren't. You know, you look at the likes of Derby, um, Sheffield Wednesday, um, Reading. There aren't endless pits of money in the Championship. And you know, when you're paying players, I think the average week. I told you yesterday the average weekly wage in the Championships. Over twenty thousand a week. For championship players. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like the Premier League where you've got the T V revenue and everyone exactly. you know going from the same pot. It's it's that you still get a lot of money for being a championship club, yeah. but not as extortionate as the Premier League. And at the end of the day, that's probably why championship clubs are spending so much money yeah. for the riches of the Premier League. Yeah. And as a result of that you get games with no shots on target. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic entertainment, some might say. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Stendel has been appointed as the new Hearts boss. Uh, this was after last week. We were talking yeah. about how Barnsley were demanding compensation, but it's unclear whether that's going to happen or not. <laughs> well, it, you did sack him, exactly, which is why it's very confusing. Yeah, it's they said mm-hmm. he f- they said I well, didn't float with clubs, but a club approached him in in the championship, mm-hmm. and there's only a couple that it could have been. Yeah. Brentford's new stadium is going to have multicoloured seats. I don't care. Does it have four pubs on each corner? It better do, damn it. Uh, it's to create the effect that the stadium is full when it's on TV. It could just fill your ground with fans. Yeah, that is... Or stay at Griffin Park and have four pubs on every corner. Is that your one demand? No, that They have four no, pubs on every corner? Every, every time I go to Griffin Park, there's a family who sell homemade food under a gazebo. And it's absolutely superb. It's the best pre-match meal I've ever had. Homemade chilli. Well, keep an eye out for that then if you ever head to Griffin Park in the next few weeks. And finally, heading into Christmas, almost a third of people don't know how Brussels sprouts are grown. Many people think they grow underground or in a bush. No. Did you know how they grow? Yes, because I saw them in Aldi last week. (laughs) Okay, go on. They're on stalks. Yes, yeah. I'm man enough to admit I didn't know how they were grown. Um, but yeah, it's kind of, as you say, on a stalk and then... Uh, to be fair, You I'd, could pick them off. Yeah, I'd, I wouldn't have known until I saw the stalk, like, yeah. the actual physical stalk. Yeah, there you go. It's a you big fan of Brussels sprouts? I hate them. Man. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, let's do the polls <coughs> at the start of the show. We asked you three questions. The first question was, can Barnsley stay up? Something we spoke about earlier. What are you going with? Yes, no. No. Yes, no. I was, I was saying yes to throw you off but no so you're going with no 60% said no so some people do have hope more hope than us Uh, who was the better striker in their prime Charlie Austin or Jordan Rhodes I think this is tight this this, because I immediately went with Jordan Rhodes and I thought oh well Charlie Austin's actually done it in the Premier League Mm. but Jordan Rhodes was a goal scoring machine he was unplayable yeah Seventy five percent have gone with Charlie Austin Okay. But I think it should be a lot closer. Yeah. Because it's easy to forget how good Jordan Rhodes actually was. Mm -hmm. Because he was ridiculous. He was breaking records all over the place. And then finally, what's the best part of a Christmas dinner? Pigs in blankets, roast potatoes, stuffing or Yorkshire pudding? Stuffing. Thirteen percent said stuffing. The winner was pigs in blankets with fifty four percent. It's a bit of a landslide, really. It's a fair play. (laughs) Well done, pigs in blankets. Well, people, Second was roast potatoes. Ah, well, we get roast potatoes all the time. I guess pigs yeah. in blankets are synonymous with Christmas, but you can get them all year round. Yeah, but if you eat them outside of Christmas, then you're a bit of a heathen, aren't you? That's your opinion. You're entitled to that. That is my opinion, and it's also a fact. Let's go with the <coughs> Craig Bison pub quiz, Justin. It's mm-hmm. that time of the week where one of us <coughs> asks the other person clues about a championship legend who has over 200 championship appearances and has played relatively recently. It's Justin's turn to ask me the six clues. So, Justin, hit me. Hit me, baby. One more time with well, the first clue. Six more times. Six Thanks. more times. I made two hundred and sixty appearances, scoring sixty-nine for five different clubs. Sixteen. Two hundred and sixty. Sixty-nine. Wait, two hundred and sixty appearances. Two hundred and sixty. Scoring sixty-nine. A lot of sixes. Okay. That sounds like a midfielder or a very average striker. And how many clubs? Nine. Five. Five. Oh, okay. Um Peter Whittingham. No, he's not played for five clubs. That was a terrible guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> next clue please probably scored more than that as well yeah. despite having three spells in the Premier League I was never promoted from the Championship ooh I oh, like that that's mm. a very good clue that. Mm. there's three spells in the Premier League I don't think this works out but I'm going to go with it anyway he played for five clubs in the Championship yes Kevin Phillips no that does kind of work, though. He got promoted with West Brom and Birmingham. Ah, there you go. <laughs> go on. I started my career at Manchester United in 1999 before finishing it with Barry in 2013. I think I know who it is. Go on. Is it Chris Eagles? No. Oh, <laughs> no. He hasn't got 69 goals. Surely. I he he hasn't had three spells in the Premier League either. Or has he? Yes. United, Burnley and... Bolton? Mm, Go on, next strong. one. Anyway. Uh, I'm currently a manager of a team in the UK and I've been since 2015. Managing the same club? Yeah. Since 2015? Yeah. It can't be a very good club then. Well, all about context. What was the Berry clue again? His last club was Bury? In 2013. It's the Man U one that's sticking with me I feel like I should Be able to Name a Man U striker Uh, How many clues have we got left Mm too? Okay You gave me a thumbs up Um, (laughs) (sighs) Go on next one I'm record goal scorer of my country And was awarded an MBE for my services to football in 2008 As a result of this Oh, what? <laughs> is it David Healy? Ah, oh, it oh, is. He's a manager. Of Linfield. Oh, okay. Right. See, so you said UK. Mm-hmm. Didn't think about that. Yes. I was thinking National League, <coughs> non-league, that kind of area. Didn't think of other countries. I'm quite proud of that. Uh, I, I think the record goal scorer of country might have been a bit of a giveaway. Yeah, yeah. Considering mine... Last week was incredibly hard With Steve Simonson I mean, It was disgraceful Yeah I, I, f- I felt bad after that I should have gone with the NBA What was the last clue? I'm best known for my spell At Preston North End And Fulham And scored the goal That beat England 1-0 in 2005 Yeah I would have definitely Got that afterwards Fair enough But yeah I completely oh. forgot He was at Man U Well he started his career then yeah. Also forgot He had three spells In the Premier League uh, Fulham Are you counting Man U? I can't remember them now Okay <laughs> <laughs> technically I did this last week so yeah. but it is very nice to hear David Healy mentioned on the podcast Absolutely, a true championship legend I'm glad you said that yours aren't mine are I'm just very harsh to to me not to, you. Not to the players you pick no because I think they're legends they're fondly thought of in my mind anyway Justin let's head off shall we this has been the second tier podcast we'll be back again next Sunday and we, we look will. forward to seeing you there. Are you looking forward to seeing them, Justin? Absolutely. Yes. It's the lead up to Christmas. You're yeah. gonna be better next week. Yeah. I apologize for my cough, by the way. It's so, terrible. I think you passed it on to me, which is always great. Okay, let's get out of here, Justin. This has been the second tier podcast. I'm Ryan Dilks. I'm Justin Peach. Thank you for listening. Make